0: Welcome to the D.Y. Media One podcast recorded by the Media Program at Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School. In these shows, we will discuss news and issues addressed to the D.Y. School District and the communities of Dennis and Yarmouth. Welcome back to the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. My name is Brynn Hutton and I'm here with Lucy Young today. (laughs) Woohoo! This is her first debut on the Conspiracy Team Podcast. First and most likely last. It is the last. <laughs> 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 Sorry. But that's because this is my last episode. I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm a senior and I'm graduating. I'm also senior and I'm Lucy also graduating. is also a senior and she's also graduating she doesn't actually take this class. No, I do not. She's I just leech. So this is my last episode, but it's a doozy. <laughs> but it's a doozy. So let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about D.B. Cooper. No, D. B. that's not Cooper. his name. D.B. Cooper. I said Cooper. Oh. Cooper. I'm going to have to edit that so that it actually D.B. D. D. Tra- Cooper. D.B. D. 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 Cooper on the mic. All right. <laughs> Because I keep thinking of Saturdays with Alice Cooper, which is what Pixie 103 does. But that's still, um, it's still Cooper. It's still Cooper. So that's you, you said Cooper. No, that's not why I said Cooper. Uh, that's not why I said Cooper. That's why I keep going da da Cooper. Because I keep thinking DJs, because I keep, uh, thinking of Saturdays with Alice Cooper. Yeah. Um, Alice, Ally Girl. What? What? You don't. You're not good? You're not close with Alice Cooper, like I am? I wouldn't refer to him as Ally Girl. Don't even tell me you (laughs) thought that Alice Cooper was a girl. Oh! Oh my god. Lucille. How's he spell Alice? The same way that Alice is spelled, but he's still A L I C E. Yeah, it's still a guy. Brother, you've never heard of Alice Cooper? No. He's one of the biggest rock stars in history. Good for him. Go no off, Alex. Last time I ever list, let you listen to Pixie 103 in my truck. We don't even. The volume gets turned all the way <laughs> off. It just shows whatever song's playing. It's because I don't I don't put music on in the car anymore because I, I drive in silence. Prima said, no Bluetooth, <laughs> no music. <laughs> I drive in silence. Thumbs down. I don't know why. I just, I find it kind of peaceful. Aw. To just drive in silence. um. You know what Kieran does? What? He whistles to himself. (laughs) Bunk. On Wednesday, November 24th, 1971, a man by the name of Dan Cooper bought a $20 one-way ticket on Northwest Orient Airlines for flight number 305 from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. He was described as being in his mid-40s wearing a business suit with a black raincoat over it with brown shoes, a white shirt, and a black tie. He carried a dark briefcase and a four by twelve by fourteen inch paper bag. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, TSA. I would have flagged him right then and there. Um Maybe it's his lunch. Did pre- you mommy pack you a lunch? <laughs> <laughs> a packed well, lunch. With a little note. After the plane took off, Cooper handed the flight attendant a note which she first put in her pocket without reading until Mr. Cooper said, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. Oh. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, I have a bomb. I, um, excuse if I could just bother you for a minute. Madam, um, Madam, I have a question. Actually, it's more <laughs> of a statement. I, I do, in fact, have a bomb. You, just, you get handed this piece of paper and you're like, Ew, it's probably his phone uh, number. Thanks. And you're thinking it's some, like, digits. It's his pager number. (laughs) No, this is the 70s. It definitely was not the pager number. This is the 70s? I just told you it was 71, brother. Girl. Oh. I thought this was, That's why I told you the TSA laws were different, because it's pre-9-11. I thought it was way pre-9-11. No. D.B. Cooper started a trend. He did start a trend. Um, But imagine, you're just... You know, put you in your little cart, asking them if they want pretzels, un- pretzels, or unsalted nuts. Maybe a sprite, maybe a coke, or ginger ale, or ginger ale. That is my airplane go-to. That's my airplane go-to as well. Oh, so I, good. Yes, and then I get a bag of Cheez-Its. but I don't eat the I cheese. Do, I I'll I don't get. Eat them either. I don't eat them because I have one, and then they're kind of gross. And then I like pass them to my mother. That's what I do, but with my brother. Yes, we're the same. And then, anyways, she's marching along, doing her little job. D.B. Cooper. Slippy slop. Slips her a little note. She's like, uh, thanks. She's like, he's like, uh, miss, I have a bomb. Um, excuse me, if I could just bother you for a minute. Excuse me, if I could just take one moment of your time. (laughs) I'm so sorry to be an inconvenience. But I do have a bomb. But I do have a bomb. And you do have to read the note. I do have a bomb and you do have to read the note. Yeah, it'd be preferable if you read it now. If you read it now. Not later. Not later. Because I have the, bomb, the bomb now. Because the bomb, the bomb might go off. The bomb is It is, might in fact, in my off. lunch sack. And I was really wanting to eat my packed lunch today. <laughs> but if you don't read the note, then I have no packed lunch. Exactly. The most polite terrorist. It's The most polite. And then. Yeah. He then added that the bomb was in the briefcase and asked her to sit... Not in the packed lunch. lunch? Not in the packed so lunch. So why did he have a brown paper bag? For his lunch. Oh. He had a PB&J. I don't know what he had, but it was a pb and J. I I would hope so. I don't hope so. He then... I'm anti-nut. <laughs> That's who you are Down allergic. Down with nuts. You are very allergic. I forgot about that. I didn't forget. I always... Um, I, it actually brings me a lot of joy to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you sitting at a peanut free lunch table is very funny. Oh me. my gosh, they did put me there in elementary school. And I chose I said, no, "No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll take the risk." He then asked her to sit next to him. Oh, that's going a little too far. It's a little too far. You've you've ed- you exited the polite terrorist region and now, and it's now weird. you're just being a creepy terrorist. And now it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah, now it's weird. Yeah. I'm No, I'm not going to sit with you. You You might have... uh, No, no, thank you. I understand that you have a bomb. I'm going to choose to not sit with you. I understand you you have a bomb, but, like, I don't want to sit next to you. No. Like, I can overlook... I can overlook the bomb. I can't. But, like, theoretically, if I'm the flight attendant, all right, I can overlook the note. I can focus on my protocol. But sitting next to him... That's a step too far. Like, I just have Mm. to say, like, it's just... no, I, no, not when mm. you're in a business suit. Not when you're in a business suit with a raincoat over it and you're not even going to share your lunch with me. He opened the briefcase to reveal red colored sticks surrounded by wires. He then asked the flight attendant to write down what he was saying and bring that to the captain. All right. He said, What about the note? Oh, he writes a new note. Uh, he has, he, he has, has her write a note. Yeah. She's the secretary. She's now. the secretary. He she said, will be paid in packed lunches. <laughs> He said, I want $200,000 by 5 p.m. in cash, put in a knapsack. I want two back parachutes and two front parachutes. When we land, I want a fuel truck ready to refuel. No funny stuff or I'll do the job. He also oh. detailed he wanted the $20,000 to be in $20 bills. 20000 or $200,000? 200, $200,000, sorry. What, are there different types of parachutes? I didn't know they were back didn't and front. I did know that they were back and front parachutes. How does a front See, parachute work? I, I don't know. Um, Also, the fact that he called it a knapsack makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I would like it in a knapsack. I would like it in a knapsack. Right next to my bagged lunch. Right next to my bagged lunch. 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 And also, the no funny stuff. No funny stuff. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. The plane then landed in Seattle, and Cooper exchanged the 36 passengers on the plane for the money and the parachutes. He left some crew on the plane and had the plane take off for Mexico City, but requested that it stay below 10,000 feet. He exchanged the passengers? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, traded the passengers for the money. So he was like, I'll give you the passengers if you give me the money. Who's he giving the passengers? The captain? I don't know. He gave it to whoever gave the money, I guess. Did they give him money? Mm-hmm. How did they get the money? Wherever they got off. Oh. I don't know. All when right. they landed in Seattle. Oh, yeah. they were in Seattle, and then they went to New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They landed first. I see yeah. now. During that second half of the flight, Cooper put on a pair of dark wraparound sunglasses with yes. dark rims. Yes, that later become a part, king. <laughs> that later become a part of his infamous sketch to help identify him. Now these, I wish that I was currently wearing my black Playboy sunglasses. Um, honestly, we could just send you out in the sun for a little bit and watch your That's transition lens go. That's so unbelievably true. Can we please record outside? <laughs> because I would really like to channel D.B. Cooper's Cooper sketch Cooper right energy. now. Because why? Because Drip King, bro. Right, but why only wear them for the second half of the flight? Gotta be drippy to go to New Mexico. Facts. you're Nevada. Around 8 p.m. when the plane was somewhere between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, he then jumped out of the rear doors of the plane. Rear doors? Rear doors! Planes have rear doors? In the back emergency exits. Like, oh. The ra- yeah. Jumped Oh, I think I just don't know anything about aircraft. don't think you do when you recently went to Hawaii. I did. So I'm confused for you. I'm concerned. With two parachutes and the money, never to be seen again. Never? Never. Never. Sheesh. Only two parachutes, though. He requested four, only took two. Oh. Were they the front or the back ones? That's a. Maybe he had one front, one back. Oh, does he have preference? However, Cooper had taken off his black clip on tie before he jumped. Clip on? Clip-on tie. Oh, no. Because he's no, a loser. He lost me. He lost He me. lost the drip. He lost, he lost the, the drip. drip. He lost the drip before he jumped. And the FBI was able to acquire a DNA sample from the tie. Oh. How? Well, skin? I guess it has some, like, skin flakes. He's, he's dusty. <laughs> he's dusty. I don't think it ever turned anything up because I think the DNA sample had been sitting there for too long by the time that they actually got mm. any suspects, and it was too small of a sample rats rats nuts no big big anti-nut guy here big anti-nut guy anti-nut guy because they they can kill you you are allergic well, I well mean, no i'll just throw, throw up, up and get itchy and get itchy maybe but a i'll want to die two. maybe a hive or two maybe a hive or two yeah you're right yeah no cute yeah during the investigation, the case was called NORJAC, standing for Northwest Hijacking, and it ended up lasting decades. Hmm. And the FBI released the serial numbers of the bills Cooper received, and a young boy found a rotted package on the beach at rotted. Tina Bar with $20 Bar. barrels <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that matched the serial numbers containing $5,800 in total. The FBI searched Only $5,800? Yeah. Do the math. That's not that much. No. Which means he had some left on him. Big King still lives, bro. <laughs> the FBI searched the surrounding area of the beach and found nothing. Nada. Nada. The year after the hijacking, several letters were sent to the FBI, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, and the Seattle Times, either confessing to the crime, eulogizing a recently deceased D.B. Cooper, or claiming to be his brother. Hmm. So, so we're having a little bit of a radio rebel moment. Oh, no, yeah. I'm DB Cooper. No, I'm his brother. I'm DB Cooper. I'm DB Cooper. I'm DB Cooper's brother. He's dead DB I'm dead DB Cooper. Cooper. And they can't make up their mind. No. And then in November 1972. Two men named Donald Sylvester Murphy and William John Lewis were taken into federal custody on charges of extortion for impersonating Cooper and selling his tell-all story to a tabloid. Aww. Yeah. Two yeah. men? Two men. Both of them men. Both of them men. There were more than 800 suspects considered over the first five years of the investigation. All but 24 suspects were eliminated from consideration. Eliminated. Eliminated. They only make it to the third round in Squid Game. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe my sister said that to me. One particular fact is the initials DB had no relevance to the case, and the FBI doesn't know where they came from. And it was reportedly a mistake from a wire service that called him DB Cooper instead of Dan Cooper, like Mm. how he presented himself when buying a ticket. So that didn't really help them in trying to narrow down suspects. No. Uh, the charge against Cooper was originally air piracy, but it had a five-year statute of limitations and time is running out. So the grand dirt. So the grand jury indicted. Grand dirt. the Grand dirt. So the grand jury indicted Cooper for a violation of the Hobbs Act. Which mm-hmm. is a federal a federal statute designed to prevent extortion and doesn't have any statute of limitations, so that they could charge him whenever he was found. Ah, get wrecked, in. See, that's what you wrecked. get for taking off your clip-on tie. That's, that's you what get you get it. for wearing a clip-on tie. That's what you get for wearing you a clip-on tie. You bamboozled me. I was under the impression that it was a you, that full you were drip king drip, drip, drip. king. You're, but you're not a drip king. You drip prince. Not even drip servant. Bingo. Drip joker, even if Ugh. one night. The first suspect was Richard Floyd McCoy, who was arrested arrested in April of 72 for hijacking a plane. All right. Similarly to Cooper, McCoy had hijacked the plane and parachuted off through the rear staircase of a Boeing 727. Okay, but why would he do it two years in a row? Right, which is the same plane and the same method. He also requested four parachutes Hmm. and passed a note to the flight attendant about a bomb. Both notes contain the words, no funny stuff. Another coincidence is that both crimes occurred while Brigham Young University, which is where McCoy was a student, was on break. Imagine that's your spring break. Break plan, <laughs> like oh my air god! Air piracy. <laughs> spring break. I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna be Jack Sparrow, but on a <laughs> Boeing seven forty seven. I'm gonna go commit air piracy really quick. <laughs> Your friends are all like, "What are you doing? Are you gonna meet us? In, are you gonna meet us in Nevada or not? <laughs> are you gonna meet us in Nevada or not?" And there he's like, he's "Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. I'm just gonna take me a I, bit. I just got I'm saving up. I'm saving up. I just gotta commit air piracy really quick. I just gotta. I just gotta rob like, a you couple, couple people. What? Only twenty bills. Only twenty dollar bills. Twenty dollar bills." Only 20s. <laughs> I can't with <remember> this. <laughs> Members of McCoy's family also identified an object left on the plane by Cooper as belonging to McCoy, hmm. and it was a Brigham Young University medallion with McCoy's initials on it. Okay, so essentially what's been done is they just figured out who it is. Well, hang on. Oh, boy. Yeah. However... Even after all of those coincidences, the FBI had to rule them out because he didn't match Cooper's description, and he was able to be home in Utah for Thanksgiving on November 25th, 1971, and the hijacking occurred on November 24th. Mm. So if we think about the timeline of that, I mean, I guess, unless they have pictures of him there? Yeah, you never know. You never know. Picture it didn't I happen, didn't that's what I always picture say. Picture it didn't happen. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I was there, I didn't see him. I was there, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. Something funny's going on, I didn't see him. <sighs> no funny, no funny stuff, and that seems like funny stuff. Okay, but did the police report about what was said during the D.B. Cooper situation get released before this hijacking? Before What's-His-Face is hijacking? Yeah, a couple Okay, a so we, we just things. have a copycat. He could just be a copycat couple details were released like the note and everything but the Brigham Young University medallion that's is true. what kind of like that's true it's a little sus but here's the real question though was he a drip king no Ugh, probably not not him you know what let's find out let me google this man and find out if he was drippy or not are you drip king was he dripped or was he dropped to drip or not to drip did you drip or did you drop and that's what i would drip like to know or drop. Bah, bah, bah. Let's see what this man Welcome back to Dripper Drop Today we're going to be exper- We're going to be uh, looking into A D.B. Cooper copycat uh, D.B. Cooper Nah he ain't drippy Look at this man he ain't drippy Oh he's not rocking with the drip thing. He he's not rocking the drip I don't know if I'd say he, he doesn't look like he the description kind of looks Cooper. like the description Throw some sunglasses Throw some, some sunnies Sunnies on him the second suspect was Dwayne Weber, who claimed to be D.B. Cooper on his deathbed. Mm. His, wife says, <laughs> his wife says that while he was dying, he said, I have a secret to tell you. I'm Dan Cooper. <laughs> Which, okay. Um, off, cool. Off, kitten queen. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. I- you know, <laughs> that's such a sad thing to imagine. He's like, I have a secret to tell I you. I've always, always you. wanted to tell you. And she's like... Oh, no, he cheated he on me. He's going to tell me he cheated. Or he knows that I cheated he on knows him. I che- he knows the he kids are his. Song. He knows the kids are his brothers. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm DB Cooper. And She's like, the famous DJ? And he's like, yeah. She goes, oh, you mean Alice Cooper? You mean Alice Cooper? Oh, Alice. Oh, Alice. Oh, yeah, Alice. Right, right, right. Cool. <laughs> he also had a knee problem, which he claims was from jumping from the plane. <laughs> yeah. Because I, with my patellar tendinitis, mm-hmm. thank you very much, in my right knee, I'm going to hobble around um, softball practice today. I'm going to be like, sorry guys, I got this from hijacking a plane in 1971. My name is Dan Cooper. Uh, check, out out. <laughs> check out my work. I was ripped out. Check out my work. Check out my work. Check out my LinkedIn. Check out my LinkedIn page. At Dan B. <laughs> Dan B. Cooper. Dan B. Cooper. Dan B. Cooper. Previous occupations. <laughs> Hijacker. Air Jack. pirate. Air pirate. Mm-hmm. His handwriting was also reportedly found in the margins of a library book on Cooper. Okay. So he so just had a little fan. He, yeah, he was just a fanboy. He just he had a fan. maybe had like a little crush or something. She's, oh, do you know what I found out? What? I didn't know Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't a real person. Excuse me? Oh, not Jeffrey Dahmer. That is the real person. I didn't know Hannibal Lecter wasn't a real person. No, girl. I thought Hannibal Lecter was a real person. And they were just basing a bunch of things off no, of him. No, he's ba- he's based off of Ed Gein. Who's the doctor, right? No, not a doctor. Oh, I thought he was the doctor who was like... She also says that Dwayne had an old Northwest Airlines ticket that she couldn't find a reason for him to have because she has no, no reason why he would be on that airline, and that is the airline that was hijacked okay and? so we don't know word girly um i'm sure my brother probably has many tickets on different right. aircrafts that i have no clue why but what's the date from that ticket that's what's, what we'd yeah. like to know um what's the time frame what's the time frame and what's the, the name on the ticket excuse me a diane for dan cooper excuse me diane can you can you run the ticket the I'm final <laughs> the final suspect is, is kenneth christensen whose brother saw an episode of unsolved mysteries on the case and became convinced that his brother was DB Cooper. My I'm imagining Mason sitting down one day watching <laughs> like like I don't even know. This is the babu- he said yes. this is the babushka woman. <laughs> he's he's sitting there. He's watching a a thing about the babushka woman. The babushka lady from the JFK murder and he's thinking back to one time that I had gotten out of the shower Put my hair in a little towel to dry maybe had sunglasses on because i don't know maybe i do have a picture of myself with my hair i do have a picture of myself with my hair up in a towel with sunglasses on because i found them in the bathroom uh babushka lady confirmed and i'm i'm we've thinking just, ladies and gentlemen we've just found, we've the found Babushka her. lady go get him boys and i'm imagining him watching that and being like wait a second bryn even though I like, Brin starts fully... with a B. Babushka, babushka starts lady with a B. starts with a B. And I'm imagining him being like, That was my sister. And That's calling up sense. the cops. Calling up Officer Nick. He emails Officer Nick from his school iPad. Hey Officer Nick. Uh, hey Officer Nick. How's it going? My sister was the Babushka lady. <laughs> and I, Officer Nick is like what? Uh, uh, please I'm... never contact this email ever again. <laughs> According to his brother Lyle. Ken on his deathbed said, there's something you should know, but I cannot tell you. So he was a flight pursuer for Northwest Orient Airlines, which is basically like, I think it's a specially trained uh, stewardess. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's actually factually correct, but we're going to, I think so. Um, And he also bought a house shortly after the crime. With mad stacks, so did stacks. many other people. So did many time. other people. So, not to but, poke holes in this theory, but right. to poke holes. So we're saying that, like theoretically, with all that cash minus the fifty-eight hundred dollars that was found on the beach by the little boy, he could have bought the house. But was that house bought in cash with all twenty-dollar bills? We don't know. They we didn't don't say. Know. After flight attendants saw a picture of Christensen, they all agreed that he was the closest in resemblance to Cooper. And they all agree, like, on Cooper's description. Cooper looks like a straight white man. He looks like every straight white man that I've ever seen in my entire life. Quite frankly, I like to believe that it was the first guy. Richard Floyd Floyd McCoy. That's what I think, too. I mean, you find his little badgy-wadgy. You you find his little medallion. I like I can't, and yeah, sure he was home for Thanksgiving, but was no he? Picks. No pics. No pics. No pics. Didn't happen. Pics or it didn't happen, and I didn't see pictures. I'm... Thank you, Marie. Dick's not here. Thank you, <coughs> Diane. Thank you. D- Thank you, Finn. Thank you, Finn. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. <laughs> why? What are? Who are our fake secretaries? Uh, why do we each have a fake secretary, I'm... and why is my name Diane, and why is your name Finn? I felt as though we needed to get a guy involved that we could boss around. No, I mine is Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me text him right now. Nate, tell him to fact check. Fact. Can check we get it. a fact check, please? Can we get a fact checked on this, Joseph Nathaniel? Fact check this right now. Uh, per- um, so yeah, personally, I would like to believe it's also a McCoy. Uh, yeah, he's no, a little too coy. He's for it to not a be McCoy. little too coy. And there's no pond in sight. No pond. Ah insight No pond here for you to be that coy. We looked him up, ladies and gentlemen. He did in fact look like very the much sketch. like DB Cooper. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Conspiracy Team and Woo-hoo. I guess concludes the podcast as a whole. That's actually so upsetting. That's so sad. You're going to start crying? No. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. But this that's sad. I've been doing this since like eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a very long time. I've done a lot of theories. I think my favorite one that I've covered is probably John Bennet. Oh, love that one. Or Marilyn Monroe. I Marilyn did Marilyn Monroe, that is your girl. That's my girl. Love, love Mare Mare. Real. I've had a great time producing this podcast. It's I've had a along. great time being the host I mean the guest <laughs> once. It's come a really long way. We've had many different guest stars and many different full-time cast members. I'm the only one that matters. Exactly. The cast changes every year. (laughs) I'm the only one that's been here every year, but that's okay. That's okay. She's consistent. Consistency is key. But I've had a really great time doing this. Thank you all for watching. I was about to say see you next time, but I won't. (laughs) Thank you guys for watching. This has been the conspiracy team. It's enough to make a grown man cry. You've been listening to the DUI Media One podcast, a production of the Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School Media Program. If you'd like to explore other projects created by DUI students, check out DUI Media One on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify.